Hello, and welcome to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm Biff Lawson, and I'm here in studio, and I'm going to get uh, psychoanalyzed today by Dr. Lisa. How's everybody doing? How's it going? Well, uh, Lisa will be here in just a second, but let me, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, you know, people have been saying I need psychological help for a long time. A long time. And it's finally time that I um, call it. I, 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 you know, call in and get some. Let me see. Hang on. Let me get Dr. Lisa on the phone. All right. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, Lisa? Are we here, Dr.? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Look, it's magic. I'm here. <sighs> You're here, finally. You know, I just want, I just want my, my listeners to know how much, much I love doing this show and how excited I am to have you on today because I'm actually on vacation in Canada. Of course, the way the Republican convention's going, I'm I may start looking for for like a place to live here, but or try <laughs> to marry a, get a divorce and then marry a Canadian. Yeah, it's good not, deal. Yeah, our country is fucked. But um, I think this is so cool because you have your own show. It's on uh, the Biff Lawson Experience, right? It's Sunday on nights, seven on Sundays. You record it live, right? Every Sunday, right here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, and it comes on right after um, my show's rebroadcast. Yes. So, like, this coming Sunday, it's going to be two hours of you, the first hour of me psychoanalyzing you, like we are going to do right now, and yeah. then you right after that. So it's a breakdown breakdown and recovery. Here we are. Oh, yeah, I always listen to so your show. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doc. I'm, I'm... Oh, I was going to say, so anyway, this is really cool because I got to call in on my vacation, and you're in the studio. I love this. Yeah. So anyway, um, the thing is, is that uh, I just want uh, everyone to know that before we get our psychotherapy session started, that we've we've met at a couple of meetings, but we don't really, we've never like hung, right? Yeah, yeah not yet. Not until, well, let's see what happens with this uh, convention stuff. And then maybe. Yeah, let's see if we, we yeah, maybe we'll hang after this. Because Who knows? If, or maybe you'll, maybe you'll, maybe one of us will quit. Who knows? Yeah, I may, I may have to come yeah, to Canada. We, we both love Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, we love it here. It's great. Yeah, we love it here. Right, exactly. So anyway, so um, Biff, you, you had mentioned that uh, your doctor told you, your medical, your GP, I'm guessing, yeah. uh, recommended that you get some therapy. Is that right? Yeah, he's recommended I get therapy for quite some time, and I've been kind of blowing it off. Really? Yeah. Ha- two questions. One, why... Has he, what, why does he think you need therapy? And two, why have you blown it off? Well, in the past like year, a little over a year, I've had like bad anxiety. So, you know, finally I decided to stop just thinking it's a white people problem and just go in and get seen for it. You know, I mentioned it to my doctor right. during my physical and the first thing he did was recommend therapy. And I went to one session, um, but I didn't feel comfortable. I think the guy just wrote me a prescription for, uh, what's the medication? It's not Prozac. Uh, Prozac Welbutrin? No, no, no. It was... Um, Xanax? Z- no, not even Xanax. It was... Uh, I can't think of it. Clonopin? It wasn't even an anti-anxiety. Was it, it, was, it, was it antidepressant? Or yeah, anti- it, was, it was antidepressant. Anxiety. As soon as I had the conversation, it was antidepressant. What's the most popular one? I can't think of the name right now. Uh, there, There's... Um, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but he put yeah, me. He wanted in, to put me uh, on a Prozac antidepressant. Is kind of, you know, there's so many. Yeah. Really. But that was the and first SSR, thing. There are SSRI inhibitors. They're all very similar. 
But anyway, um, so you went to a psychiatrist though, yeah. then. Yeah. But he, he, I don't think he listened to a word I said. Like, I spoke to him about anxiety. Then he's like, oh, are you depressed? Here's a, this antidepressant. And I'm like, wait, I'm not here for depression. I'm kind of cool, but, you know. So I wasn't comfortable yeah, with his. Yeah, So you need, you need more of like a psychotherapist. Yeah. You went to a psychiatrist. They just prescribe drugs. They're yeah. the worst. That's well, I shouldn't that's... generalize because there are some good ones. But so that... go to... Um, CMPS, the Center for Modern Psychoanalysis, on uh, West 10th Street, and they have a uh, sliding scale, and you can get some really good therapy, and just you know that's a that's but but let's let's you won't need it after our session I today. Figured, I figured I wouldn't. So that Thank sounds you. like you went to the wrong kind of you went to a doctor. Don't go to a doctor. You need like an MSW. So anyway, so you're you're having anxiety just this past year, particularly. Yeah, this past year has been like really trying. Like I switched careers, um, having family issues. You know, my entire family's moving out of the country in a few weeks. I'm just kind of stressed out. Well, that's good that it's circumstantial your anxiety. So explain to me what's going on in your life right now. Ah, uh, well, what's going on? Well, let's. Mm-hmm. How far should I start? You know, should I go back to last year? Or should I start about like what's going on right now? Um, let's. Let's deal with what you're anxious about right now. Okay. So right now, um, I recently moved um, out of the Bronx. You know, I lived uptown in the Bronx for quite a while. Um, you know, it was near mm-hmm. family. And now my entire family's moving. Like my mom retired. Where my are they dad moving? Out of the country uh, to Belize in Central where? America. Where? Central America? Yep, to Belize. That's where I'm from. How come? I retired. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah. So Is that where your family's from originally? The entire family. We're all from there. And they just decided to retire. So they're gone. <laughs> and have you ever lived there? Is that a place that you're familiar and comfortable with or no? No, not at all. I've never lived there. Um, I was born there, so I lived there for maybe a couple months before I was here. Right, but it's not like a place that... Yeah, I don't know anything like about it. ...to you in any way, right. Not at all. So it's very difficult, and you know. Had, were you in, were you included in the discussion or was it just... For, did they just say, hey, guess what, we're moving? Pretty much, hey, guess what, we're moving, you know? Okay, and were you pretty close to them? Very close. You know, we spend every holiday together, you know, weekends, dinners. You know, I like to I have a great respect for my mom and dad. Uh, you know, I just listen to them at times. They're, they're my guiding light. They're like uh-huh. my safety net. And is their brothers and sisters involved also? Yeah, my brother. Um, my entire family's kind of uh, displaced. My brother's in the military, so now he's in Korea. So for two years, oh, he's wow. going to be in Korea. He just had two kids. Oh, wow. So he's going to be in Korea for two years. Um, both of my sisters, two of my sisters actually moved to the uh, moved to Philadelphia after school. My older mm-hmm. sister did that, and then my younger sister followed her footsteps. So they both moved to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then my oldest sister, she moved to Yonkers, like Westchester. So now right. no family in New York City after living my and entire life. Close. Right. So you're used to being near all of them because they live so close in the Oh, yeah. Bronx. Absolutely. So are you close to your brothers? And, I mean, your brother's going to move back after Korea, right? Yeah, he's going to move back. But at the same time, he's moving back to Texas. He's, you know, he's active duty. He's oh, going to be okay. in uh, Fort so Hood. So close. No. So are you close to your sisters? Yeah, we're pretty close. You know, we spend a lot of time together. We go shopping. We eat dinner. We hang out, watch movies. We spend a tremendous amount of time together. Everyone does. So, so, so like, on holidays, you'll still, like, you'll have them. I think that's where right. the anxiety begins. Why? Like think Thanksgiving. That's all I can think, th- can think about. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like last year, we spent so much time together. It was so you know, it's been so happy. Um, it's August. Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so what's going to happen? 
this, this year. <laughs> that's exactly the thing. I don't know. I don't know where I'm even going to go. I have nowhere that I feel welcome. If my family's not going to be here and um, if I can get travel to Belize. And remember, Belize doesn't even celebrate Thanksgiving, so it's kind of like weird for me to even be going there. Right. So but where's your sister's going to be? They're going to be your in Philly. Your sister lives in Yonkers, and the other one's in, the two two are in Philadelphia, and one is in Yonkers, Yeah, right? and, and I highly doubt that but, we'll, we'll all get together somewhere. You know, it's pretty new, so who knows? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I do, do I go but to Philly? You, do I go to Yonkers? Do I go to Korea? What do mm-hmm. I do? Well, I mean, but they'll probably be around, right? Yeah. So it's like you'll because ha- you, what I'm thinking about is that you need to you will be you will need to start um, new new um, traditions, right? Yeah. yeah, new traditions. How old are you now? I'm 32. 32 years old. Right, so and are you single? Yeah, I'm single. That's what sucks. Now I think I need a girlfriend because I'm like all alone all the time. I don't have any family to fall back on. Well, how come you haven't? Have you had any long term relationships? Oh yeah, I. That's funny you say that about. You just don't um, have a girlfriend right now. Not not a girlfriend right now. Funny you say about new traditions. Um, for the last few years, I've been going to a friend's house who know who you know my ex girlfriend's also involved with that because she's like related to my one of my friends still. So I've been going there uh-huh. for a few years, you know, and it's been cool. But you know, me and her aren't cool anymore, so it's not so cool to go there anymore. Right. So it's like, damn, do I go to that house? You know, do I? risk that situation getting all awkward or do I just sit there with a bear in my house at my house all alone on Thanksgiving? Well, well, I think there's a couple of things going on here. One is that, um, you're feeling, I think that, um, you, I think it's upsetting that there was no warning to what your parents, your parents' decision. I think that's, is that anxiety producing? I, I would say so. You know, it's just like, I'm not ready them to to do that where i can't look after them make sure they're fine and you know be the you know when the well, child well, it's a big deal if you're close to your parents and they're moving to oh, yeah. how old are your parents are they in their 60s or 70s ah uh, no 60s 60s my mom's uh 60 years old okay my dad so that's yeah but i mean so they'll be around for a while yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's, you yeah, know, for exactly. Sure, but, but, I, I but, guess that's where the anxiety comes in. I don't know. Like, I'm Googling medical services centers there. I'm even Googling their internet speed. I'm, wonder, like, I'm wondering, if, will you be able to function? Will you be able to play Farm Heroes Saga or whatever you're doing on, on your Facebook? <laughs> so I'm very, like, concerned for so, everything, and I'm trying to, you know, be I, Yeah, invested. it's a little bit like you like to have control. You feel a little, it feels a little out of control to you? Uh, a little bit does feel like I, you know, I have Do you no- ever feel like this about, and like, has have you ever had a similar thing? Do you have anxiety like this that comes up, like, um, with other things, or is it really, this, this really um, no, affected it's, you? It's with other things, too, like, in the same sense. Like, um, with losing control, you know, like, when I have no control. Like, even on my show, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even like to do call-ins, because I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what this person's going to say, yeah. It can be crazy. Oh, because you don't know what the person's going to say. Yeah, it could be my, yeah. you know, I have a pretty wacky fan base. <laughs> they could just come out and say anything. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't say Trump anything, KKK. You know, just, just oh. to like to see chaos. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, and you're also, you said you were an editor for a living, a, a yeah, TV, that, um, uh, reality show editor, right? Yeah. Right now we're doing up. So that's, that's a, that's like putting control into an uncontrolled situation, right? Oh, yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, 
and, if we're writing questions for someone to say, you know, asking them questions and they flip out and it's your question they flip out on, it's kind of like, oh no, I ruined this. I ruined the rest of the show. I ruined the rest of the series because this person's mm. mad about what I said, you know? You're hard on yourself. Yeah, I am very, right? very, very hard on myself. So you're self-critical? Yes, intensely. I'm never happy so because of that. We, well, what, how did that happen? Because you have a, you're close to your parents. So how did that happen? Where, yeah. where, does all that, where, did, where did that voice come from? I don't know. It came from like... Were your parents critical? Yeah. Well, they were, they were sort of critical. You know, my dad always told me, kind of frustrated me as a kid. My dad would always tell me, hey, um, you're not allowed to not know something. This is pre-Google, by the way. I'm 32. So as a kid, there was no right. Google. And my dad, you right. know, I didn't realize he was teaching me until much later in life, but he'd, he'd ask me something random and I'd be like, I don't know. He's like, that's not acceptable. You got to know. You got to learn. You got to find out. Wow. So, He's got high standards. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fourth grade, he's What did just, your parents do? Uh, my father's a real estate broker, and uh, my mom's a nurse manager, nurse practitioner, I think. I'm, uh-huh. not, I'm not sure, but they're, you know, they do pretty well. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, so they, they did pretty well. And, um, but they've always been like, you got you to gotta do your thing. You can't disappoint. You, can't, you always got to, you know, raise yourself up. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, just in did life. Did you do well in school? I did. I was, I, I was a good student, and um, I, did, I did exceptionally well, but at the same time, I always got in trouble because I like to tell jokes. They didn't understand. I had a passion uh-huh. to be a comedian um, since I was 13 years old. I just watch HBO specials right. all night. Um, but I did well, right. and they never accepted it as, like, me doing really well. Like, I'd get the best grades and stuff, and they'd just look at me like, stop telling jokes. It's not funny. Sometimes it's funny, but mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's not. Stop with the jokes. Stop with the jokes. Stop with the jokes. So your desire to be a comedian made them uncomfortable. Yeah, it did. Because it was very, you know, it's, nobody wants to do that. I couldn't even Weird. answer that question. What do you want to do when you, become, when you grow up? I don't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, what about your siblings? Were they... I mean, you're a creative person. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, were your siblings creative people? They, my sister was. They weren't. Not really. I was probably like an no, anomaly. They, they didn't have like the drive to be a professional mm, creative. No, person. I'm the only one that really had that. Like, I wanted to work in television. I wanted to do mm-hmm. comedy and stuff since I was a kid. I liked writing. Right. Um, and it right. was like me following my passions. You know, I'd get ridiculed for it and, and put down. Like, hey, why are you not farming like right now? Why aren't you learning how to do that? You mean your parents put well, down by your school, parents? Yeah, you know what? It was, it was a combination of teachers and my parents. You know, my teachers would send these letters back home. Like, I would get 90s in class, right? Like, all A's. Mm-hmm. But attached mm-hmm. to the A's was distractive influence in class. Distractive influence in class. So over time, <laughs> <laughs> like over time, the 90 went away. And the distractive influence in class is all they focused on. So they're just like, you know, so I had that for such a long time. I'm like, what does it take for me to say, hey, I'm doing fantastically right now. You should, you know, appreciate that. I never got that. Right, you so know? you weren't able to get their approval. I never got, you know. Really? Never got it. Like I would Did get, your siblings get their approval? Yeah, a lot easier than me because they were a lot more practical. Did, did they get good grades as well? Like, in other words, were they getting good grades? Yeah, um, my, yeah my sister was right on par with me, if not ahead of me. Uh, my, my sister, a year right. older than me, the first one that moved to Philly. She was a lot more accomplished than me in school. She did a lot better. It was a lot more, you know, she right. won a lot of awards and stuff like that. I mean, you know, she was very acclaimed. I, w- I wasn't as acclaimed, but my grades were just as good. My personality was just vastly different. 
Right, right. And your sister is the nurse practitioner? No, no, no. She's a, she's a therapist, actually. A psychotherapist? I believe so. Yeah, it's funny that you are that also. But I don't, I don't, you don't know? I don't, I don't, I don't, one, I, don't I don't have any really understanding of what she does. I just know it's therapy, uh, but it's like psychotherapy. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. She, she's, she's who I talk to a lot of the times. Through, uh, she, she talks me through a lot of my, you know, craziness. And anxiety. What does she think? What does she does she see the like the dichotomy of like your personality and your grades and how your parents? Yeah, she always would tell what me. What is she? What's her point of view on that? She said my parents just don't understand me. You know, they're they're immigrants. Let's they came here. On the, let's get her on the phone. My sister. <laughs> Can <laughs> Next I? Next time. All right, I, I would call. Wait, her. It's too out of control. Yeah, but she um, she would always see, tell me that's that. That's what I would say. Your parents don't understand you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Have your parents seen you perform or do any of that stuff? Oh, yeah. They've seen me perform. And what <laughs> they, do they say? They, they enjoy it for what it is. They just think that I should tone my language down and I shouldn't say such horrible things. Outside from that, they, they like it. They enjoy it. They, my mom listens to my show every day, every week, every Sunday. She listens oh, in. Oh, wow. At, that's so nice. And the first episode, my father said something to me that, that meant a lot. My father said to me, you know, I like your show. It's very, you know, your message is good. But he was talking to me about the use of the N-word, which is something in my household we were raised never to do. Um, and he said, do you, have right. to, do you have to do that on the show? And, right. you know, I got frustrated. I was like, damn, um, it's not a big deal. But then I'm like, wait a second. It is a big deal. If he's asking me not to do it, if he, you know, he didn't raise me that way, he doesn't want that to be a reflection of him. I'm like, you know what? I can go without it. And since then, I haven't used it. Haven't used the wow. word. Wow. Yeah. You know, you're in a kind of a funny position because um, you're a creative person. You obviously, like, you know, you sound like you have your shit together to me because, Thank like, you. <laughs> you really care about, like, well, you're not a deadbeat by any means. You're obviously, uh, you know, you're, you care about being accomplished and all that stuff. That would make any parent proud. Um, but on the same thing you're in a your parents do not understand you because you know creative people creative people are weird and you know in order to be um creative people are scary to a lot of non you know like if you have a creative kid and you're not a creative person i can see how that's scary but also like if you really want to be the best creative person at for you to be the most um, let's say fulfilled or to, I'm not even talking about success here. I'm trying to talk about, um, realizing your best ability, your, you know, realizing your comedy to the best it can be. You need to follow your own instincts. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it, I, I, I do see that. Like when your father says to you, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make a judgment whether you should say the N-word or not. I have no opinion on that. It's not for me to, like, I don't honestly have an opinion on yeah, that. which is I truly understandable. I don't have that experience. I have no way of evaluating that. But I do feel like I'm, sta- I'm going to stand up for you, Biff, the creative guy. Thank you. And if you want to say that on your show for whatever reason, and that is... You know, you're like, you're not, you know, you've got a good heart and you're not trying to hurt anybody. And for you, that makes sense in order to get your message out. And then you have your father's voice in your head saying, don't do it. Yeah. Well, that's going to create anxiety. Hmm. 
right? Yeah, I never because thought about you, it like the that. Free, you, you, the free creative person, like you need to follow your instincts in order to be the most this you can be. And that's what the world, the world of comedy needs. They need the biffiest biffs, right? Yes. That's, you know, that's part of it. And dad too. is getting in the way of you being the biffiest biff. And you, did you ever have a rebellious phase with your parents? Um, age one to thirty-two, pretty much has been <laughs> not. Um, not well. Yeah, I did. I mean, did up. you ever lie or do um, things that were like really wrong, or take drugs, or like do things that you knew? Well, you knew know what? Freak out about or something uh, like yeah, that? Yeah, well, definitely, I did. Um, like I started smoking pot later in life, you know, to deal with mm-hmm. the anxiety. Like sometimes it just mm-hmm. like made me relax. Like, it doesn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. I don't really drink a lot of alcohol. I hardly drink. I'm a one drink, maybe a one beer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But later in life, I did start smoking some pot and mm-hmm. kind of freaked them out. Your parents know about that? Uh, it's it's very veiled, you know, like, oh, we, we know, but we're not going to say anything. We're going to look the other way. But then, my you know, they did voice concerns to me, like, hey, maybe you should chill out with that. And I'm like, well, it's my thing. You know, it, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't do anything to me. I'm safe doing it. Um... I don't drink. <laughs> I don't... But, but like in high school, like in high school, did they like have they ever like um, not wanted you to date a certain girl, anything like that, or were you always a good student? Were you always? What I'm saying is, it seems like you've always been concerned about pleasing them, which you know isn't a bad thing. Yeah, is that right? Um, yeah, you know, it did feel like, I do, remember, I'm the fourth child, so I have, like, a lot of... Are you the youngest? No, I'm the second youngest. So I have, uh, you know, I have four, three brothers and sisters that went ahead of me that did great. There are four children. There are four children. Five, five, five. Yeah, five, five, and I'm the fourth, fourth child. So, um, you know, (laughs) so I had the, the, the acts, I had three acts to follow, and then a little sister 10 years later, which is another act to follow. It's like I got skipped. You know, I'm the fourth uh, child. Is, is your, yeah, but also is your is your um and your older sister is like a really model of yeah you know Res- model of a perfect child, right? A Pretty much, bit. yeah. All three of them, the older yeah. ones. <laughs> I, I I so much wasn't. You know, I'm the kid that's just all around, always walking around, saying, "Hey, don't be weird, don't be weird, don't be weird." Oh no, I'm weird. Right, right, right. So what what I'm what I'm imagining is that because your parents don't understand you and um, you have genuine respect for them, that's a good thing. But um, the, I think that you may be putting a little. This is my opinion, of course. I think you may be putting a little too much pressure on yourself because since your parents don't understand you, and in order for you to be happy, you need to be the quote-unquote creative person you are, your personality, like that's a big, you need to be really your own person, right? Your pers- big, you have a big personality, that's by nature. You're not just desperate for attention. You just <laughs> happen to have, for whatever reason, a big personality, am I right? Yeah, that's right. I think so. So that is very uncomfortable for people hmm. to be around, Right. Yeah, now that you, you know, like, like and, I'm thinking and, and, about and it, I yeah. Think, I think if that was, you know, like if that was, you know, my kid, the kid with the big personality, I might be, un- I don't have kids, but I just <laughs> said something, but I might be uncomfortable, 
anybody would be uncomfortable. Do you see what I mean? It's uncomfortable to have a kid that sticks out in that way you know, for anybody. You know it's uncomfortable Even for me, too? What? Like being this way, like being like a big personality, thinking about it now that you say that. Like when, I, like when I'm mm-hmm. Biff, like I can't just be Biff. Like Biff has mm-hmm. to do something. Like it's always that. Like if I'm in a room, people, you know, I can't just sit there sipping tea and reading the New York Times, you know. People are like, hey, do this or say something or ask or, you know, it's like, oh, you do comedy? Tell me a joke right now. And I'm like, I was just reading, I know. you know. Isn't that horrible? It is. <laughs> it's that. horrible. That's like so stupid. Everybody, <laughs> every comedian complains about that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can't tell you a yeah. joke right now. I'm just relaxing. So, so you're, 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 um, you're uh, subjected to people's expectations of you all the time that's 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 one of the things that really gets me anxious because people always expect and if i don't do amazing things if i just like oversleep i overslept i didn't make it to Uh, the movie what you're not the you didn't i was like what i just overslept that's normal people can do that not you mm -hmm, so i kind of and that's got to um be difficult in your relation you're hetero right i i can never yeah i'm hetero hetero. anything but i'm getting you're 100 percent hetero 100 percent. so um yeah you know uh we cannot make these assumptions (laughs) um so anyway uh so i'm saying i wonder if those qualities affect you with women like this is what i imagine and you tell me but i imagine that it, it might be hard for you to be with like say like spend long amounts of time like live with a woman have you ever lived with anyone no i'm never i'm, I'm, I'm like it, never spent really long amounts of time like in my own yeah confinement um because there's always like feeling pressure from another person that you have to be this or that, or they're evaluating you or they're expecting shit from you. Yeah. Do you feel like that? All the time, all day, all See, night. So you're never, you not never, but it's going to be really hard for you to feel, to be intimate with somebody because there's a lot of pressure. And then maybe when you date somebody, when you go out, do you go out on like a formal date and you take the woman out and do yeah. all that crap? I, I that do they all want? that stuff. And I, you know, I try, but it's so hard because it's like a lot of the times, like they're just watching television. They're just looking at me, waiting for me to say what I have to say. It better be great. It's like they're holding up slam dunk cards at the end of what I say, like every time. It's like, oh, five, seven, eight. 10, 10, 10, Oh, 10. you're a comedian. Oh, you're going to be so much fun to go out with. And you have a nice job, right? <laughs> yeah. You're an editor and a yeah, TV it's... show. That's a good job, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... I mean, so you can take them out and pay for them. They have expectations of you. Yeah, it's rough. That's why I'm single. It's yeah. Like, damn, like I can't... Yeah. But here's the thing. They don't. You do. You're the one with the expectations. And... Hmm. I think maybe the women that you, you know, when you have those expectations, you meet women, then you set, you're setting them up to have those expectations of you because you're presenting yourself as someone they can have expectations of, right? That does help me get the women. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does. It, it, It does. And it's like, I hate to keep it up or if it's a woman that I just meet incidentally and that comes up, it's always like weird. Like, even the show I work for, they might not like it. They don't like the show I work for. It's like, oh, I'm tanking now. <laughs> like, they hate my show. Oh, so uh, so yeah. It's, so it's like weird. So you're really – so, but, you know, it's really funny because um, a lot of people in your situation 
like hearing that their parents were moving away would feel relieved. Oh, I can finally be myself. Oh, maybe they won't be able to get the the uh, radio station, and I can finally say <laughs> the N word or something. But yeah, I did you, go. I did Google their wife. To me, Bye. like you, you're still interested in you. This is my guess that you tell me that you're you're interested in. Um, you feel eventually you're going to get their approval. That kind of approval that um, you've been looking for. I mean, possibly, but I think I'm nearing being past that, just looking after them, you know, in a different country, making sure they're as comfortable as possible, making sure they have everything they need. But then again, mm-hmm. I do even put pressure on myself at work to be better, to be better and work harder and stuff. So it is like that kind of feeling. Like I put pressure right. on myself. And a lot of that is great because if you do that, I mean, that's a great attitude to have for a lot of reasons. That will serve you well. That's a great attitude. I mean, you know what I mean? You must get a lot of reinforcement for being that guy. Yeah. It's like, do they really like you at work? I bet they do. Yeah, I'm very popular at work, actually. Very, like, well-liked. I bet. I bet. I I like to bust my ass. So that's what I'm saying. Those are great qualities, and you get a lot of reinforcement for them. But you're also, like, being really hard on... I wonder if you... You know, if you're really getting to be the person who you are naturally, that's what I'm saying. I could tell you something you know about myself saying? that I just thought of, that I haven't thought of in years. I remember when I was about in seventh grade, like I was a quiet kid, but around like seventh, eighth grade, mm-hmm. I started to be, become more outgoing because I noticed like, you know, I was a new audience and my jokes were like killing <laughs> at 13, 12 mm-hmm. years old. Um, and I used mm-hmm. to like do like silly voices sometimes, like put on a little accent to make myself sound a little oh, cooler. Cool. And I did this mm-hmm. when I was like 12 and then puberty hit. So there was a point where I stopped doing the the voice kind of thing and I was home mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, wait, my voice doesn't even sound the same. Who am I? What do I sound like now? Now this is puberty. Like I missed childhood. Like what happened? Oh, so it's like you weird. Mean, it's, um, it's like almost losing you yourself like, in a sense. <laughs> you mean like, you mean like you could do those voices as a kid and, and get attention for that. And then when you lost your voice changed. You didn't have that. Uh, no, that no, no, not not even skill. that. I didn't have the skill. I still had the skill. It's just that my normal voice, like my, just me speaking by myself, like speaking like now, just went away because it was deeper. So it's like I started doing this thing, like being this character, being Biff, maybe. And um, mm-hmm. then <laughs> when I go back to being myself, nothing. Like my voice is not diff, not the same. So it's like I was like, damn, I've been doing this so long. I don't even know who I am anymore. Oh, you didn't so, even recognize your own voice. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of like a That's major thing. Yeah. So what what about your role in your family? Because, like, the other thing I keep wondering about is that um, you you have five. There are five kids in your family, and yep. they all sound pretty smart and accomplished and capable. So why is it that you're worried about what's going to happen to your parents? Why isn't why why aren't you like what I'm curious about is like why aren't you thinking, oh my nurse practitioner sister she's got it covered I'm just gonna chill like what why is it is are are all the brothers and sisters like that or is it you are in that role? They 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 they're there but I I'm like I'm the I'm I'm the like second youngest and I'm I was in New York you know everybody else kind of scattered about and I was there you oh. know. 
I'm like, you know, mom, you, I'll always pick you up, whatever you need, you know, let me help you out. Let me step in and take care of stuff. And, you know, um, my grandfather passed away a few years ago, 2011 in October. Mm-hmm. And since mm-hmm. then, like I particularly been very concerned, you know, cause I, that's the first loss I've really suffered, uh, very close mm-hmm. to me. So once that happened, mm-hmm. I realized I'm like, I look at my father with much more reverence. I'm like, wow, like the generational step mm-hmm. ahead is this just, there's just my dad now. There's not my granddad, my great, right. it's just my father. So I'm, I that moved really up. Yeah. You. I moved up in the, in the family rung to say the ladder or right. climbed up a branch right. on the family tree. Like, wow. Right. And then at the same time, right. not having a girlfriend, like, well, I got one after that, but not having one now, it's like, damn, like the family tree, you know, don't have any children, 32, right. it's like weird. It's like, people look at me weird for that too. You're like, young, yeah. you're young, don't worry about the kids. <laughs> you want to have children eventually? I don't know. I don't really like them. <laughs> and that's hard too. Um, so are you closer? Is that why? Because you have actually spent more time with your parents because of where you live than you, than your brothers and sisters? Probably. That, oh, is yeah. That, is that they, it? They're all older than me, but yeah, I definitely spent more time around my parents because, you know, they all went to Texas or Philly or wherever. Yeah, right. So I was always there. So now, now is a really good time to um, revisit all those relationships, I think. Like with the you girls? You know what I mean? Should I text girls right now? <laughs> Yes. I think, well, uh, I think that, um, DM. like, your parents moving away yeah. is, like, I think, like, I think what makes the most sense to me, like, the thing that, that stands out the most is you being who you are naturally without having to please anybody else. So what's the best way I go about that? Like, how do I let it go? How do I let go of the, I gotta be Biff? Uh, um... I, I don't know. I mean, like, um, if I could put it into I, like a sports analogy, if I'm a basketball player, every shot I take is a half court shot and I'm upset when I don't make it. You know, that's, right. how, that's, that's how I feel sometimes in life. It's like, I need to right. hit the game winner every single shot. Right. Right. Well, like what I'm thinking about is your parents moving away is going to give you an opportunity for you to, um, you know, not have their voices is not to have their voices inside your head. You know, but a lot of it is with. I mean, you know, what about? Let's talk a little bit about your history of girlfriends, because I think you know having a partner is a good way for you to develop more of who who you are. I think yeah. at this point, right? Because yeah, I being agree. yourself around another person that would be cool. I agree. So, what was your last relationship like? It was pretty good. It was good until the point where she stopped feeling independent. She stopped feeling like it was almost like she started competing against me. You know, when comedy started picking up, when my first podcast and radio stuff started picking up, she felt right. jealous. She was like, "Ah, oh, you're stealing my life. I always wanted to do these things. And I've been going to, you know, going to school to try to do them. And here you are just magically. Everyone likes you. It just works for you. And that soured things like my success. So you were both comedians? No, she no, she, she, just, she just wanted to be in entertainment. And um, the fact that I just finagled it so easily, like, <laughs> whatever, jump shot, game winner again, um, it was difficult right. for her to see that. So, you know, I'm getting invited right. to all the Hollywood parties and, you know, Comedy Central stuff. And I'm like, hey, come with me. And she's mm. like, no, I don't want to go. So she's ruining my good time. Mm. So she wasn't having a good time, ruining my good time. So eventually none of us were having a good time. We were just like, to hell with it, like, whatever. 
and I moved on. How long? How old were you? Was that recently? Oh, fairly. Or was that a while ago? Was it like, how long ago was that? Hmm, like a year and change, almost two years. Mm-hmm. So and I just how, is, was she your age? She sounds she's younger than me. Yeah, like a more than five years. No, just about five. Okay. Well, she sounds. I mean, you know, we're all. But I know. I know it just wasn't and all yeah. that, and it's hard. But but it sounds like she that she she needed to put. It's not helping her to be competitive with you. It wasn't good for either of you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And particularly her, particularly her, because she's the one who's hurting herself. Like, she needs to find her thing. You're finding your thing. She needs to find her thing. Yeah, so that, that's really what I spent the last two years doing, why I wasn't in relationships. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go harder with this. I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to work more. I'm going to get, you know, do different things. And I also switched careers. Before I got the editing gig off for VH1, I was working at a hospital doing finance, and I was the greatest at that. Like, oh, you know, no kidding. Yeah, so I used to work in, like, billing in the financial department and stuff. I would handle the accounts. I was, like, one of the accounts managers, and it was cool. Wow. I did really well at that and did that for a long time. So um, I switched careers about a year ago. I actually got fired from that job. Uh, so that's where, like, mm-hmm. intense st- stress started because of the Ebola thing. There was, like, a an issue where they said that I let an Ebola patient into the hospital, which was not the case. But Are they, you kidding? Yeah. Did that really happen? No. Or? What happened was it was a guy. You, you got know, blamed. I got blamed. I got thrown under the bus. The guy basically came in with an ambig- androgynous name, like, oh, it's, uh, you know, whatever, Chris Christian. Like, it could be a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what are you here for? He's like, no, it's not me. It's my mom. And I'm just helping out the staff. I wasn't even, like, supposed to be doing this. So I'm helping him out. I'm like, what are you here for? He's like, no, no, it's not me. It's my mom. I'm like, oh, what's your mom here for? Oh, she has cancer. I'm like, oh, where's your mom? He's like, oh, she's outside. I'm like, oh, bring her, bring her inside. Go. So I told him, I'm like, don't take his, wait, let that, I'm like, don't let that guy lose his place. Keep him in, in where he is. When his mom comes in, just, you know, circle, you know, speed it up for him. And you got blamed. So you're like the, you're like Melania's, uh, Writer, yeah, writer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get it. So he he it. come. I, I leave. I go to lunch. I come back. I'm like, where's that dude? And I come back and I check it around. Like they're getting the hazmat suits on, and I'm like, oh, this looks serious. Turns out the guy went in and told the nurse because something completely different. Hey, uh, my mom just came back from Angola, and so they just blame you. So they the need, nurse was sharp about that. Yeah, yeah. they could have. They could have looked on the camera because they said that I, you know, I placed a wristband on her, and I didn't. I'm like, I didn't do that. The wristband was still there. The nurse came and got it. It's on your cameras. <laughs> you should look at your cameras. You look at them all the other times, and they got rid of me. They fired me. So you got fired for incompetence. Probably the best. I mean, you didn't get fired for incompetence. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. You got fired. You got fired because of bullshit. Yeah, so, and, and they so want they, the they, best thing that ever happened to you. So that's a big it, deal. It was. How did you switch careers? Yeah, I, I literally went to the beach. I went to Jones Beach for about a week, and got a bunch of rum mm-hmm. and made like I just drank for a week, and. Um, mm-hmm. I just got a call saying they needed somebody for like the day. And I went in and they loved me like, hey, we actually like you. Do you want to work here full time? And I'm like, sure. What did you do for the day? You got a call for editing? I knew how to edit from doing yeah. radio and video like for years. But I was working as a production assistant, like just general help. Like, what do you need? I was, I was so moving. you just got called in for that and yeah. they loved you. And they liked my personality day. and what I said. Um, and I was literally moving boxes around in garbage. I went from being in this nice corner office with a mm-hmm. big tie on in charge of like millions of dollars to moving boxes. Like, 
Mm-hmm. But I, but I took it in stride. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. I can I, I can move. I'm not above that. I'm not above working. I'm you know I'm doing this whatever mm-hmm. it is they asked me to do. I'll do. I had a good attitude about it, and they liked me and they brought me in and they made me do what I'm doing now. They molded me. So Which I was is, like, wow, editing. Wow. Yeah. So they taught you like a whole new job, right? Taught me an entire new job, like like on the record, you know, diff- different systems uh, up to network television standards and everything like that. And it was great because, but then again, I applied myself also because I wanted a fresh start, new girls, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I would, you, I would stay. You did whatever you had to I do. I would stay at night late. You did whatever you had to That's do, right? right? You worked That's right. And you all did. Now, were your parents proud of that? They didn't understand what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> they still don't right. know what I'm getting. They just see the paycheck. Like, so oh, you're, you're cool. You're doing to yourself. This is a interest, This is how I'm seeing it. This. this is interesting. You do to yourself what your parents do to you, which is that they don't acknowledge the great thing that you did. Like, this huge, right? Yeah. <laughs> your girlfriend was probably so jealous. I'm sure she you was. <laughs> you walk in. I'm jealous. Jealous? That sounds great. You walk into some place, you move a few block boxes around. Yeah. You're a smart guy. You're hardworking, and you're nice to people or whatever. You have charm. Oh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> people, and uh, so you walk in, and you, uh, you know, through charm and hard work, you you get somewhere. That's a big deal. But you're not giving yourself any credit for it. You're not enjoying that credit, right? No. Because you're not getting it. I mean, like, you should be really proud of that. That should, the pride that you get from that should override, like, some of the, like, things where you don't get a slam dunk. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I don't think you're taking enough. I'm, I'm feeling like, like, I'm feeling like you're not taking enough credit and pride in your own self, in your own accomplishments. I mean, it feels like it, it, it feels like that. I never. I'm always looking at the next level. Like I'm never like the level I'm on now is good, but I'm so concerned with being better. Like I can't enjoy. It. I never enjoy anything. I'm like, it could be my favorite team just won the Super Bowl. What are we doing next season? I'm that guy. I'm like stuck in a prison of the of the present. I'm always looking at the past and the future, right. but I never get there. I never enjoy it. Right. Right. Like only right. Now, only right. now I get because, to look back on the family times that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have that now. But, you know, Thanksgiving, right. I'm like, oh, God, right. I could want to leave. Right, because you're ambitious and if you're afraid if you're not ambitious that you're just going to, like, turn into a yeah, – yeah, that you're not going to move ahead. Is that part of it? Um, It's just like I know at this point, like, I'm as far as – I like, I, I'm, I'm my own motivation. Like, I have to do it. Like, there's no one else here to help me. Like, you right, know, and no one even understands what yeah, you do anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and, they, and even my friends, too. My friends kind of look, look at it like, what the hell are you doing? Like, who do you think so you are? You, like, you don't have a lot. Who are your friends? Like, what kind of friends do you have? Do you have any comedy friends? I, friends my, comedy friends my comedy friends understand me. They're very supportive. They're very helpful. My friends from the yeah. neighborhood, not so much. It's just like a lot of like, whatever. Like, it's like, I don't even act that way, but they think like, I think I'm better than them. And it's like, no, no, I don't. We're still boys. Like come hang with me. <laughs> like, why don't you want to hang? So you grew, so the people you, because you grew up in the Bronx, you yeah. still have all those old connections, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, my comedy friends See, are that's great. also very unusual, right? Because yeah. most people sort of don't, you know, they may like have a friend that they keep in touch with from high school or something like that, but they don't like hang out. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't see them regularly. Yeah. 
but these guys from the neighborhood, you know, they were just always around. And my comedy friends, like yeah. I have a good friend, uh, Ricky Velez. He's on the nightly show with Larry Wilmore. The other day, Ricky sends me a text uh-huh. first thing in the morning. Yo, I got to see you, bro. It's been too long. Like, let's catch up. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. friends that I see or want to see all the time, they don't. They would never do that. They would just be like, yeah, whatever, to hell with you. They didn't even come like see me leave when I when I move. They just kind of like just were doing whatever they were doing that day. And I'm like, hey, I'm leaving right. the neighborhood forever. Maybe we should say bye. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should like give a handshake or something, like as gentlemen. But they didn't right. even see. They, I haven't seen them since I moved. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it was kind of. And how long ago out. did you move? Um, pretty recently. I'm about a month out. Oh, wow. So like, that's a really big deal too. Don't you think? Yeah. I'm adjusting to not being in like a ghetto area. When you said you were going to move, when you said to yourself, I'm moving. Yeah. Did you know that your parents were moving? Yeah. I, I was like, all right, well, I have no reason to be uptown anymore. Like, what am I doing here? I work in lower Manhattan. I need to live closer to Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I can't commute. So it's, where'd you move to? Uh, downtown Jersey City, near 4th Street. So it's like 20 oh, minutes okay. away. Grove Street to Christopher Street. So it's like one stop into Manhattan. It's amazing. So you're, you're, kind, of in an, let's, 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 you're kind of in an exciting place in your life. You've kind of got a fresh start, right? Yeah. And you've got a lot of really great things happening. You've got a nice job. You've got your radio show. Yep. You've got a lot going on. Definitely. A lot of good things. Yeah, definitely. And you're probably anxiety is probably part of what you're going to have to learn to deal with, right? That's yeah. probably because you're ambitious. Yeah, so it's always going to be something. I, I presume. Yeah, I think that the area that would be really good is if you work on having a relationship, because then you'll get some more emotional satisfaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll have like another. You'll be that'll feed feed like some sense of emotional stability for yourself if you can create some emotional stability that's bigger than you are, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's like I, I could just, that might help. You know, I always feel better in a relationship. It's just like I just had to take some time off, you know, from it. But then like I'm meeting. No, no, it's good. Now it's like. Yeah, and that last girl was like not a healthy yeah, thing. It might she, have been, but it, she couldn't grow as you grew. Yeah, right? she, she was bad shit. You want somebody who's going to help you grow. But I also... How do you meet women? Like, I'm, what I'm concerned about is you having to have a woman who's going to have really, you know, you're going to tell her you got to have high standards. You know that you. I want you to be able to be yourself around a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean. So you got to start off that way to some degree. So how are you meeting women? Like right now, it's like some online, some like after comedy shows, some just in the world. You know, it's not really anything specific. Just like if a girl smiles at me, and I'm like, oh, she's really cute. I may say something or, you know, but it's a lot of like, yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> and I'm shy too. Yeah. Like, I never say that, but I'm really shy. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, let's put a big shout out there. <laughs> after this show, they're all going to be, they're all going to be after you. you know <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe. I'm like the shy, yeah. the shyest guy ever. Like I could be like, like I'm the guy, really? a girl could be waving to me on the street. And I'm, like, not waving back because I think she's waving to, like, a dude behind me. And I'm like, oh, you're waving at me. Here's awkwardness. Like, luckily I get the number wow. maybe still. But girls never think you're shy. Yeah, the people don't. Like, I'm insanely, incredibly shy. Like, I'm a very shy dude. Like, I don't even like to say the word, like, talk about sex and stuff. Like, in public anyway. You don't. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, on the radio. Then they think, oh, but then they think 
that you're going to be like a weird, radical, crazy dude, <laughs> yeah. and then you're really actually not. No, right? I'm just like chill. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm just kind of shy. Like, so, really. like, if a if a girl goes to a comedy show and sees you, she's going to think you're one way, but you're nothing like that. You're actually like a little bit conservative, maybe like really pretty normal. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I, I would say so, definitely. Like, but it's just like, yeah, it's funny. But they would yeah. like, they would think like, oh, this guy is like so outgoing and i'm like no i'm not that really outgoing i'd rather be at home reading a book under the blanket right right so people people often so you so like what about work are you meeting so like i'm saying like it would be good for you know i think what would be really good for you if you met a girl through like where you got to know her in a normal circumstance so you could be yourself and she would have an idea who you are before you went out even went out with her yeah. Do you meet any girls at work um, not really. There's like work is like pretty no tight girl. No, I mean there's girls right. there, but it's like at the same time it's like I try not to complicate my life that way. I yeah. en- I enjoy yeah, work yeah. so much right now. I don't want to be like oh no, I don't want to go to work because of what's your face, you know? Right, right. And your hours are weird, right? Did yeah. You say night right hours? now, right now I'm working. Uh, my scheduled call time is like seven p.m. to like five a.m. But I don't work that time specifically usually, but. You know, there's a lot of shows I'm preparing for fall, so we're going to, going to network. So I'm working these late hours, and it's kind of weird. Right. You know, so I'm in like a yeah, weird that's position. Yeah, not good for dating. No, right? it's not. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I've been on that's a date. Like, rough. Yeah, I should. I, like, if I yeah. was working days right now, it'd be so great. But now it's like not right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's not great. You know, breakfast just is not romantic. <laughs> it could be if I, you know, but. We we all look, we all look better in twilight. You know, I know, you know I know, I know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been. Out, I haven't had a night out in a while. I think I need a night out. I need to celebrate somehow. I need to. How you know, do you do your comedy? How do you do comedy? Right now, I just getting the getting the weekends, and sometimes I just leave work. Like I'm going to do a spot. I'll be back. I'm like I'll be back. Wow. I'm going to take a walk. It's my right, lunch, it's my lunch right. hour. And I guess it's at like four in the morning. Who's going to argue? Well, I yeah, mean, not well, not that comedy. late, but like, but yeah, it could be like 10. Yeah. Gonna no one's going to argue. <laughs> it's like, I deserve a lunch break. I'm here all this time. Yeah. Um, but I, so, but it is called. I'm also, I'm also like thinking that it must be hard for you to have any kind of real social life right now. Right now. Is yeah. It? It's kind of like, I, I like just like in the daytime, like I came to do this today. Like I was like, all right, let's leave Jersey, come to Brooklyn. And I'm like, let me go right. back to Jersey, go back to work, and then like that's my day, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So you're so so that's like you don't have a like, and your parents are moving. You don't have like a big emotional. You don't have like a you know safety net there. No, I'm not. I'm not emotionally attached to anything. Like I could just do whatever. Uh, and it's strange. It's like so, <laughs> I can. Just... So how long? How long? Uh, how long is this going to be going on like this? Uh, not much longer, just until pretty much probably August, uh, because the shows are going in network. So we're going to just, you know, we need to be working on it 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, the day guys got to do so what they got to do. Great idea. You should join my group therapy group. Group? Are there girls there? <laughs> there are four women and they would probably love to have a guy. You should be in, you should be in a, you should be like therapy would be good for you in a sense of like, that it sounds, I mean, you have some issues with your family. I mean, I think, you know, my sense, we're wrapping up here, right? We've got like eight minutes Yeah, left. we got eight Is minutes. Right? We're good. Okay, so my sense of you is like, you're a really together guy. And Thanks. you're not giving yourself enough, And like, you really need to give yourself some major, major props. 
All right. So that's one thing. And then also, it's your your family life is changing at a time when you also have a lot of other turmoil, like you're, you just moved to a new place, which is great. It's going to be great. Mm. Um, you have a fairly new career. You're working hours where you don't have like any kind of continuity socially. Yeah. So um, you don't have like a whole lot of backup. Um, I d- so I think, you know, like, going to a therapist right now is not a bad idea. Like if you went to CMPS or whatever, you could go see somebody regularly and then you'd have like a, a little bit of support system. You know what I mean? Like it's normal that you need a support system. You yeah. don't have a support system. Yeah. Right and now. I feel like that. However and I really, you get yeah. one, I'm home during the day. Come over and hang out with me for an hour in my uh, studio. All right. So, um, you know, uh, but anyway, so uh, you're not, yeah, so that's that's just, that's, you know, you're, it's normal that you're anxious right now. Anybody would be. Um, so I think that's a lot of what's going on, but it's also like a really, really great time for you to like kind of restart things. I think there's so many opportunities. It's great. You just moved to a new place. Yeah. You, you're going to make new friends there. You're going to go out and do comedy around there. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to murk too, because there's no real comedy scene over there. So I'm just a ringer now in that yeah. neighborhood. Okay. And it's a pretty, like, awesome. it's the art district. It's really nice neighborhood. It's like, no, I know. I know. It's, it's weird. Like, great. So, okay. Yeah. So you're going to be doing that. That's a whole new adventure. And then on top of that, I think it's a great time for you to reorganize your life with your family. And yeah. you can take charge of that. Like, what do you want to have happen? What do you want to have happen for, like, the holidays? Do you want to have everybody together in Yonkers? Why don't you reach out to your other siblings and try to organize that or just organize it for yourself, you know? Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. like, how are we going to take care of our parents? You can... You know, I think like, you know, you want to have, there's an opera, there's an, I see an opening for somebody in your, uh, one of your siblings could be you step in and take control. Yeah. I think that's something you that know, I, can, I, can, I can make that take happen. Charge. I need to do I that. I also think it's really great that you're getting, that you're, for you, I think. I know you're going to miss your parents. I think they're going to be great. They're going to Belize. Yeah, it's paradise. Fantastic. I wish my <laughs> parents would have moved to Belize. <laughs> that would be nice. So that's there. great. You're going to get to go there. You know they're going to, they're going to be so happy there. It'll be yeah. great. It'll be great. So uh, anyway, your life is great. It really is. It really is. Hello, your life is great. That's right. what I'm telling. I'll, I'll listen to All you right? because you give a shit. Okay, your life is great. <laughs> you have no support system, but there's all these brand new opportunities for you to 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 start them. So I, I'm psyched for you. Yeah. We're gonna have you on in like six months and see how things how, how everything is right. Everything is then. Yeah, I think. So we have five. Does any of this? So this is good, right? This is. I, I feel. I'm feeling, feeling confident. I'm smi- right? I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. I haven't like felt good. I like, feel good. You I haven't great felt great because you're. Yeah, you know, you don't have any real problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just like not. Yeah, you're no, great. You're I'm okay, than but okay. I'm okay, but no one's saying, "Hey, you're okay." So yeah, I'm just I'm like, "Damn it!" I'm I'm a little envious of you. I think that your life is starting, it looks really good and has like huge potential. Um, So we have four minutes left. Let's plug something. What are are you, what are you doing next? 
Well, <laughs> you, oh, well, you're not performing anywhere. Um, you're, you're no, tell no. Me, tell us about your show. This week. All right. So this on. week. You're, you're, what are you working on, VH1? Well, we're working on Black Ink Chicago season two. It looks amazing. The company I work for is fantastic. What is it, what is it about? I don't know um, anything about that. Show. Oh, well, Black Ink Chicago is like about a tattoo shop um, in Chicago called Nine Mag and the, you know, the tattoo artists that work there and the, their celebrity friends and everybody that, you know, comes into the shop and does what they do. So it's a pretty good show. Um, you know, we're putting oh, it together now. Cool. Yeah, last year it was like top five, pretty much consistently every really? Monday night. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a great place to be, you know. Wow. It's a good, good place to be. Um, this week I'm playing some new music. I got some new music. I was hanging out with Jay Farrow on Sunday. He he sent me some new tracks, so Are I'm going to play that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, my, it's the homie. He's uh he's gonna I'm gonna play some new music from him on Sunday night, right after you. That's cool. Um. Pretty much, you know, we're going to talk politics. I mean, I'm watching the world fall apart right now, so I have to really comment on it. Um, mm. I really got to do mm. some soul searching really- and reaching and seeing what's happening. And, and you know, I got to reach down into, you know, my inner sanctum and really talk about it and affect my right. affect the world if I can with my message, you know? That's what I'm going to do this week because it's so much happening. It's like the week I got my show, every week has been like a disaster. It's like um, it's crazy, Ma- right? Muhammad it's Ali's crazy. dead it's or... More, it's more cra- yeah. Something. Yeah. It's like every week. It's yeah. like I don't even have to work like very hard to think of subject matter. I'm like, oh, well, the world just fell. Here's the London Bridge just falls down. Okay, let's talk about yeah. that. So it's I'm like. positive. I'm feeling more positive about what's happening with the um, Republican convention this week. Does that make you feel more positive? Uh, in what sense? Well, in... I mean, it's sad, so I guess it's hard to say positive. Oh, though, yeah. But I it's... feel like. More, I feel encouraged about the election. Yeah, it's gonna be, it might be a mess. Uh, we'll see what the world wants, but the world's gonna get what it wants, and one way or another, you know, if they want to go through with this Trump like, thing. I have a lot of um, anger and bitterness, so I'm getting a lot of Shodan fraud um, watching <laughs> um, Trump get like, you know, having Ted Cruz kind of like, yeah, you know, get him back. Yeah, like I'm getting absent. a big Shodan fraud out of. Even that, even George you know. W. Bush, I was looking at listening to Democracy Now right before uh, we got on, and they were saying George, yeah, George yeah. Bush didn't show up, W. didn't show up, and it was like, oh wow, no. they're, they're not they're they're not that crazy. <laughs> but it no. is it, it has been yeah. a terrible scene. Like it's been a horrible scene. Like it's been very bad, and I think it's yeah. going to just get worse. Damn, we got less than a minute well, left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trump puts negativity out there, and that's bad. That's yeah. really, really Cause it's bad. Because reci- it's reciprocated by negativity. It begets negativity itself, everything he says. Yeah, yeah. But it's also bad because then it allows, like, people on, you know, on the Internet and, and oh, yeah. you know, to, just, to make, just to make it normal. What he does is he – the worst thing he does is normalize negativity and nastiness, yeah. and that's really – really bad that's just horrible that's but let's not end on that note i feel really good and i'm really glad you know this was a great session and i'm really glad that we got to like um yes yeah i'm really glad we got to do it and i want to make sure that people turn into my show and it rebroadcasts right after your show and here goes i'm really excited dr lisa gives a shit 